Welcome back to the Battle of the Sexes podcast. I am your host, my homeboys, with my co-host, Southern Sassafras and Vortal Combat. Hey, y'all. Another awesome week of football. It was an awesome week of football, because I am on a three-game winning streak. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm whole league over. <laughs> just hyping you up just so you get disappointed by the playoffs. That, that's very true. My uh, trade of Jalen Hurts was it was super beneficial, and Mike Evans was pretty good. Not bad. So both my guys have worked out so far. I like it. Um, so I have some stuff for you guys that you're not uh, used to on the docket of things to cover this week. Um, so I have some fun facts that I went through, and I kind of put together so we could talk about them and uh, see uh, your surprise or maybe not surprise of, of, of some of the stuff I found. So a highlight that came through on the Battle of the Sexes thing this week that showed the biggest blowouts of the week um, based on week. So which week do you think we had the biggest blowout of? I think I saw what you were talking about, so. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Sassfress, what you? What... It's week two. All right. So you're close. Week one was the biggest blowout where girls rule tromped me by 111 points. So almost one full team's worth of points. Actually, sometimes more than one whole team's worth of points, she beat me by. So she beat me twice over, essentially. Week two, there was an 88-point gap between I Pity the Fool and Original RBD. Week three, Portal Combat, margin over Southern Sassafras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 55.64 <laughs> points. Smooth Chubbs over Bald Eagle week four, 59.84 points. And then last week, myself over Bald Eagle. At only 38 points. So the gaps are getting closer. Um, and that is the biggest blowout. So that's not even the closest match. We actually had, I think one, only one match was within 10 points this week. Yeah, only one ma match was that close. And I will also say, too, your margin of victory, you got me by half a point. Oh, really? Half a point? I like yeah, it. I won by 37 and a half. So. 37 and a half. Okay. I, I was wondering. I saw yours, and I thought immediately it was you. And then I saw it was, it was actually me. Yeah. So a lot of times we, so the next fun fact, a lot of times is when we're out on the waiver wire, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel this way. I'm like, there's nobody out here to get, like, I'm just scraping at the bottom of the barrel. I'm going to give you some players that are in the top 10 of their position and they did not get drafted in our draft. So they were picked up off the waiver for quarterbacks. Your number seven overall quarterback, and this is in our PPR format is Geno Smith. Before I told you guys about these, by the way, I did go out and check the waiver wire to make sure they weren't available because if they were, I would pick them up. So <laughs> I got the just, players pulled up right now. Where yeah, Adam I know. I'm there. like, yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> number eight quarterback on the season is Carson Wentz and number nine, Jared Goff. So even though they've had some rough weeks, those guys are in the top 10. They didn't even get drafted. So even with the backup quarterbacks and stuff, they didn't get drafted for tight ends, but top 10. Number seven overall tight end. Who do you think it is? He had a huge week this week. Oh, you were just telling me earlier that he had a huge week. Four touchdowns, right? Yep. Taysom, oh, Hill. Taysom Hill. Yep. Number seven Ooh. on the year. And number nine, Gerald Everett. I didn't. <laughs> where, I thought for sure is. Everett got drafted, and he did not. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, for the top 25, now it becomes a little thinner, obviously, when you're talking running backs and wide receivers, just because we have so many of them with the flex positions. But running back was number 17 on the season right now, Jeff Wilson. 
wide receivers, Devin Duvernay, Josh Reynolds, and Curtis Samuel coming in at 17, 21, and 25. To me, Samuel's the only one that I that I'm not surprised by everybody else. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I mean it just shows you that like while right now it may seem really rough on the waivers, you never know who that person's gonna be that like just gonna step up for a team due to injury or doing opportunity maybe even. So maybe yeah, like the coaches say, Hey, let's try this guy out. He looks good in practice. Yeah. And that's also why you don't, you know, you don't stop playing now. There's a lot can change. I mean, a few games ago, we were talking about how we were at the bottom couple people in the league, and now we're in the top five. And you and I are at least you got to just stay on top of it. It's the only way to to keep winning games. Yes, yeah, Asafras is is very close. She definitely still has some of the top receivers. I think Cooper Cup's <laughs> the top receiver in the in the entire league. Um, so another I got that got me curious whenever I saw that top ten not drafted. So I said, what about the top ten? players that are that are in their position that were drafted outside the first five round and there was only two people this is wide receivers and running backs there was tyler lockett number eight and damian pierce number and he was drafted in the eighth round and so was tyler lockett eighth round wow so those guys are top 10 in their position and they were drafted in the eighth round yeah but that's not surprising to me considering russell wilson went to denver so people were probably unsure who Seattle's quarterback was going to be or what he was going to be like and what that how that impact would have on Lockett. And then Damian Pierce, they're talking about a rookie. So those are always like hit and miss, you know, because there was some um, rookies drafted haven't really like done as well as Damian Pierce. So, yeah, I, I agree. But just shows you Geno Smith's for real. He's he's the real deal. He's I think he's proven it. Yeah, I know they've had a really weak well. schedule. They, I still think he's going to perform. I don't think that he's making some miraculous play that is like giving him points. I think it's just consistency. Mm-hmm. I agree. And my final fact is we now have a league with no unbeaten teams. Girls rule fence for lice took her lo- her first loss last week against I pity the fool. Woo. So I love it. We are all kind of in that, that loser bracket a little bit. So. This might be the only year that we've had where we've gone only five, five games and not had an undefeated team. So I, I think last year, weren't you undefeated going through some tight games or something like that? I can't remember. but I think, yeah, I think one of one or two of my losses came early in the season. It was really the last like eight or nine that I went. Yeah, either a season ago, not last season, but maybe the season before. I know original RBD went like 10 games in a row undefeated or something like that. So it's pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, I like it now. It's 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 such a toss up still, you know, for who's going to start taking this away. Yeah, agreed. So keep keep grinding the waiver wires. Keep keep trading. I've been begging for people in our work league to try and trade me a quarterback because I'm playing quarterback shuffle. Waivers and trades. There's none to speak of this week. Nobody nobody put any waivers in. So I was kind of surprised. I had to double check, but we didn't have any waivers. We did have some free agent pickups, but we didn't have any waivers. So. Just shows you. I think this week is kind of like it was kind of dry on the waiver wire a little bit, but all right. You guys want to get into the matchups? Absolutely. Or I'm sorry. Let's talk about oh, Southern yeah. Sassafras, the spiciest and blandest players of the week. I uh, forgot. I'm, I apologize. Okay. So this week, the spiciest player is Josh Allen with 46.16 points. The Stallion. Yeah. I mean, he's just phenomenal. I was reading. Some stats earlier. I mean, he's he has 150 points on the year in PPR in a half PPR league. So in our league, he even yeah. has more. 
he's definitely carrying that team and giving Bills a good shot at playoffs for sure. Actually, he does have 150 points in in a, in, a, in a PPR league. So, and then this week the blandest player. I have three that I kind of noted. Um, so T Higgins uh, for the Bengals. He had he had no points, but he was also uh, kind of struggling with an ankle injury. Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys had a knee injury, um, and he didn't put up any points. And then, of course, on my team, my pickup quarterback dropping Stafford, I picked up Teddy Bridgewater to try it out for Miami, and he literally was out with a concussion protocol after the first play. They all kind of had injuries and just gave their team zero points. Bad yep. luck on that one. That is bad luck. Okay, let's jump into the matchups. Let's start with uh, Southern Sassafras. We'll get her get her loss out of the way because I know she doesn't want to talk about it very much. Start with Southern Sassafras versus the original RBD. Yeah, I mean, original RBD just kind of dominated. There was not a cl- it wasn't a close match for sure. Didn't help that my quarterback put up zero points, but his quarterback only gave him three point eight six. Like you mentioned, golf earlier, you know, who had a great, amazing game the week before. So of course he played him. You know. Kelsey did his thing with 33.5. Austin Eckler, I was really surprised. I was looking at him for the spiciest player. Also, he did really good, 37.9 points. Yeah, he definitely had uh, some players, like, really hit some some high numbers in this matchup. So I also think Waller got hurt pretty early on in the game, so he didn't give me any points either yeah, for the Raiders. Out, out pretty pretty quickly. Just unlucky with injuries this week for me. So cup try 26.9, but he couldn't carry us to victory. It's amazing that that guy, as bad as Stafford is, is putting up points. He still performs every week. Ramadre Stevenson, great, great pickup. He's going to get more and more work because they don't have any healthy backs. And I think if ETN can continue to get put in there whenever they have the pass plays, that seems to be when they like him. Then he'll continue to do well. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, man, I just, I don't know, like, well, they They're have bye weeks this week, so they'll get, they'll get rested up. Yeah, I've already been looking at who I'm going to replace them with for week six. So Travis Kelsey in beast mode, mm-hmm. tearing it up. Four touchdowns for 25 yards. Four touchdowns and 25 yards. So apparently, he only catches the ball when he's in the end zone. Which is Chiefs fan, I'm okay with. <laughs> I'll also say, you know, uh, what's what's really scary about this 150 points their original RBD put up is the bench points that he still had you know i'm always looking for the benchiest players he's got he's got hill which you're, you already talked about you know he put up 38 points in the tight end position uh he had geno smith put up 29 so he definitely could have gone that way instead of golf he had a couple wide receivers put up a pretty decent amount too so he's he's got some options to pivot to that's for sure yeah we'll, i'll be talking about him a little later uh, when we talk about bye weeks uh and come back to that but the question is i mean the if it's you would you consider putting kelsey in your flex position and starting Taysom hill in the tight end spot definitely i mean that would be a pretty fun combo yeah i mean because kelsey puts up points like a receiver so he could easily i know a flex spot last year there was a few games when i was really got rolling and i had kittle and mark andrews and i was flexing one of them and, yeah for a couple weeks others for, yeah and it did not hurt me that bad so so that's definitely something to consider if you have a tight end that's dominant and you have a tight end that's uh, maybe even even mediocre, not saying either one of those guys are mediocre, but even if you have a mediocre tight end, you could possibly play them and your tight end and then play your, your better performing tight end in your flex spot. 
All right, let's move on to KNN Hespanians versus Minshew's Minions, where this was the closest. Was this the closest victory? It's the closest. <laughs> the closest. <laughs> I was trying to say it was the closest, and also KNN gets my Portal Combat's Minshew's player. Oh no! Of the week, I know, but it's those things where you got to try to put up as many points as you can so you can beat your opponent. And uh, Schultz, she played him. He didn't play. He had zero point. She had Henry on her bench that she could have played, and that's all the points she would have needed to uh, to upset Minshew. And I can tell you, I have Schultz in my other league, and I I did not play him. I didn't think he was going to play. It's you get you really got to watch those questionable players, especially if they didn't play the week before. Make sure that you know when game time comes that that you play him and. A lot of times, honestly, if I have someone questionable and they didn't play the week before and I have someone on my bench who I feel like even though they might not get me as many points, but you kind of have to get some points, I'm usually going to pivot to them. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, see the New England Patriots shut out Detroit. That was that was that was a great win for them. Not nine points. And she would have played him and she would have won. But, you know, it's one of those things that in hindsight, it sounds good, but it's hard to tell when it comes down to, you know, if you're playing a matchup or where they Always. have performed form well in the past, which Schultz has not. So she may want to consider pivot from him. His highest week was week one, and after that, he hasn't put up part of anything. So, Yeah, he's mostly been hurt after that. But I would say, too, and just because I'm always looking at everybody's bench, both these um, players, they only have, you got K&N has 30, Mitchie Minions has 11, almost 12 points on his bench. He's waiting for some players to get better. Uh, so is K&N. Bye weeks are coming up. It's really going to be, all right, how much longer can you sit on these players when you really do have to pivot to someone else to play? This is re really when it's going to start getting real interesting. I mean, credit to Minch's Minions for starting Trevor Lawrence over Cooper Rush. I don't know that I would have made that decision. So it paid, it worked out for him, So and he got the win because of it. Just because Cooper Rush has been so good, I would have been more apt to play them than to play um, Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence came through with him only 12 points, but enough that, that pushed him over that edge that he needed. So, yep. And overall, I mean, neither team had like a standout player that necessarily carried the team. They're both fairly balanced. Yep, it this just was came a down very, to a couple points. Very average uh, performance. Um so what I was talking about last week with my team was I felt like I got a lot of 120 between 120 and 140 point games where it's like, yeah, I'm getting getting solid performances from my players, but nobody's having a breakout game. And it gets scary when you have a game like this where you don't really have anybody really breaking out. I mean, anymore, a quarterback that puts up 15 points is is at the higher level of, of play, which is strange to say, but a lot of these other quarterbacks are putting down at five points, six points. And it's like, man, what do you do? Like, how, how do you anticipate that? You know? All right, moving on. Let's talk about girls rule taking her first loss to I pity the fool. So Josh Allen, again, he is just so, so good consistently week after week after week. He is putting up tons of points to pair that with Stefan Diggs. On that stack, I, I'm not always a big fan of the stack, but she hit it out of the park with those two guys. Saquon Barkley is also looking like he's in. He looks like he's a rookie out there. He's like looks so healthy. And when he's healthy, he is just so good. He's very good. The Giants are four and one. Who would have thought? They're they're here to chase a playoff berth at least. Uh, overall, I mean those those few people carried 
her team to a victory, even because Patrick Mahomes, 35 points, and Devontae Adams, 29 points. I mean, she put up good points. She just couldn't do enough. You know, had she had played Tony Pollard, it would have been closer, but still wouldn't have been enough. Yeah, close, but no cigar. That's the thing about, again, looking at the bench they got, they both got a little over 40 points um, there, but there really wasn't a lot of pivots that they could have done. This is pretty much as good as you could hope for putting up putting up your best putting your best foot forward in this match but then day she just had a couple players that didn't put up the numbers that they normally would moving on to Dak to the future versus swood chubbs Dak to the future three and two fourth place now he is moving up working his way up yep even with three quarterbacks on his roster he's still somehow <laughs> staying relevant josh jacobs helped him a lot he had a great game against kansas city Another Josh great is game. The number had... five running back overall right now. Yeah, he's been doing really good the last few weeks. At least two. I remember last week it was a similar situation. Justin Jefferson is still holding it down for Sweet Chubbs, but it's not enough. Justin Jefferson is the number three wide receiver overall. It's interesting, and this isn't necessarily for this game, but Jamar Chase is down to number 13. Who's number one? Cup? Cooper Cup. Stephon Diggs, number two. For this game, San Francisco came through, but I mean Dallas came through too. So I mean the the defenses were balanced. The and it offset the discrepancy in the defensive position. It really came down to Gabriel Davis, two receiving touchdowns, 171 yards. Yeah, huge. 34 points, enormous game. Even with Diggs putting up good numbers as well. This just shows you like how good the the Bills are this year. And they play my Chiefs this week, so it's gonna be a it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Oh mm-hmm. man, I was just about to ask because I think I'm going against Patrick Mahomes this week. Yep, it's gonna be a good game. He's gonna put up lots of points, and I'm sure Josh Allen will put up lots of points. So maybe we'll get another of those playoff that playoff game. That would be awesome. Yep. Dak still has some strength coming back to his lineup too. Even the, you know he's got uh, Hopkins who suspended one more week and then he comes back. Uh, Montgomery's still a little bit hurt, but obviously by his score he's not hurt. But he is still he's nursing an injury and he has he has Jonathan Taylor. So I mean, watch out for Dak to the future. His bench is stacked as well. Yeah, I agree. He made some moves early on, and I mean now he's he's looking to be pretty prepared when it comes to those bye weeks that we'll be facing here pretty soon. And Swood Chubbs, man, what are you doing? I trade you Devonta Smith and you don't even start him? I don't understand. T. Higgins over him? Or Russell Gage over him? I mean, that's even more surprising. With the, all the weapons back at the Bucks, I would not. I wouldn't be starting Russell Gage. All right, let's move on to the Mahomes boys versus Bald Eagle. My three wins in a row now. So I'm riding a high. <laughs> I, I will take it. You went from 12th to now you're 6th. Middle of the pact. Yeah, just three weeks. I mean, turns it around that much. I don't have any points left on the bench. I'll tell you that much. No, not a lot. I don't really have. I mean, there's not a lot of like breakout stuff to help me win this game. No. I mean, Jalen Hurts obviously great, 25 points, but it was right at his his what he was projected at, so it wasn't wasn't too yeah. surprising. I mean, uh, that's one thing I didn't I didn't look at, but looking at that now, your projection and what you actually put up is really close yeah i put up one point less than i was projected yeah everybody else it's like you know they win they lose you you see a pretty big swing i mean you look at like you look at bald eagle he was projected 148 only put up 113 your variance there i mean just over one point that's that's pretty crazy 
that's pretty close for sure. But that's solid. I mean, that's that's what you like to see that you can you got reliable people who are going to put up uh, pretty close to what you think they're going to put up every week. Yeah, honestly, at this point, I'm just looking for reliability. Just give me reliable players that put up 10 points here or there. That's all. That's all I can ask for. I don't have any superstars, but I have enough. Even McCaffrey, who should be a standout superstar, he's been just consistent. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that new coach position. and Yeah, rumors of trades yep. going on at the Panthers. They've already said they are not interested in trading McCaffrey, but we all know how that goes. Next week, he could be on another team. Other than that, um, let's look at well, let's look at Bald Eagle and see what he's at. Lamar Jackson, that, that was the biggest disappointment, right? Like the last two weeks, 15 points. 15.7 points. So he went from his 51 and 43 the second and third week. And he's he's trending downwards. Jamar Chase, same thing. Just hasn't been that breakout receiver that we saw in week one. And Allen Robinson, man, I had all the hopes that Allen Robinson would go to the, Ra- the Rams and he would get fixed. But I don't know if he broke the offense or what happened, but that offense is rough. All right, let's move on to Bortle Combat versus... One to a hill. The highest scoring points in the league. Highest scoring points this week. Yes. Just last week nice. I was complaining about all my players just doing eh. And right? I wasn't I wasn't scoring terrible, but like, can somebody get me some points? And apparently half my team heard me because everybody was like, I'll put up more. You put up 75 points on your bench. I have. Well, yes. I, even that is is good, and um, I know I'm already looking at that because I'm going to have to start pivoting pretty soon. I already have uh, maybe one or two, definitely one big person out next week for for bye weeks. So I've already started looking at that, who I'm going to pivot to. But I had one, two, three, four, five players put up over 20, and then Fournette just went off, put up uh, almost 36 points. Yeah, I mean, I think also, uh, I mean, not to take away anything of your points scored, I mean, one to a hill put up 137 points, which is not bad. That's He's pretty still good. still waiting solid. on DeAndre Swift to come back, which will greatly impact his team once he becomes healthy. Absolutely. Um, and he's he needs, to, in my opinion, he needs to step away from Isaiah Pacheco and pick somebody else up. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't think that he's getting going to get the opportunities and, and be in Kansas City. They're a pass-heavy offense. So if he's not seeing, and he's not really a catch, catching back, he's been mostly returning punts from what I've seen. I completely agree with that. It, it's probably time to pivot away from that. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I think he's dealing with a, some kind of injury as well. I think that that's part of it. So I think he'll come back around once he gets me healthy. Najee Harris, same thing. He's hurt. Um, and that offense has a new quarterback, so it's going to take a couple weeks to get around. And then A.J. Dillon just hasn't been getting as many opportunities as Aaron Jones has. And they play the Giants, who are 4-1. and one, So they're, they're playing a good team. And then Christian Kirk, who I probably would have started because he has been performing well. He just he just didn't. Jags didn't perform this week. All right, that does it for the matchups. The commissioner tip for the week this week is what do you do? Because we're coming up on bye weeks. But what do you do when you have really good players on bye weeks? Say you have three or more players on bye week. They could be on the same team. They could be on multiple teams, whatever. And the waiver wire is dry that week. What's a strategy? So one strategy is trades. So look at, see if you can trade away maybe an equal player to somebody else 
they could benefit and you could benefit as well. Maybe you're not taking a dip in points, but maybe you're taking more of a lateral approach to points and maybe they see more upside on that player. I would say look at the strength of schedule for that player that you're trading for, though, as well. You don't want to get into somebody that's like a wide receiver and they're going against a bunch of defenses that are good against the pass. Another option is you could drop players you're waiting on, like like uh, Mortal Kombat mentioned earlier, dropping players that you're waiting on for development or you're waiting on from to come back from injury. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You have to like just step away to be able to fill it uh, that position so that you can be competitive. And then another, if you're in the position where you feel like you can do this, you could take a loss. You could just start players on your bench that you know are probably not going to give you enough points. I don't recommend playing people in the bye week and then you're in your, in your primary positions. I think you should still fill, fill your roster to give you the best chance, but maybe just play those players. And if you take the loss, you take the loss. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if it's your best players, sometimes it's definitely not worth trading away. You, I would also consider to the strength of your opponent. If after you put your bench players in and you're still at a 50, 50, then maybe you roll the dice there and say, hey, you know, there's a chance I could still win this even with my backups in. Every week this year, we've seen it where a player scored zero points and that team still comes up with a win. Yep. So you might be able to skirt by with a player that's not as good in that position and still not have to drop your primary guys. Um, so for instance, like this, uh, I saw the original RBD has four players on bye week and one player on IR this coming week but he still managed to fill his roster and he's a 46 to 54%. He is an underdog, but not by much. So he's still, he's still putting up the, you know, he's still putting up a fight. It's pretty impressive. Regardless of his entire bench being hurt. Now he has some questionable players, so he's going to have to watch that close, but that, that, that's an option to go. I have done the the strategy where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a loss. I can't afford to get rid of these guys. And I'll just hopefully I can, you know, it gives me still I can still get enough wins to make the playoff. The thing to watch out for, too, is um, week nine and week 14. There's six NFL teams on bye week each week that week. So there's going to be a lot of players out. So look at that ahead of time. I mean, week six or week nine is only a few weeks away. Finally, I have a question for you guys. I know we didn't do one last week, but I wanted to do one this week because I think it's fun to catch you guys off guard and see your strategy. So what we're going to do is we're going to think of a dream team basis. We're going to say, if you could have any wide receiver or running back, you can have two, two wide receivers, two running backs, and one tight end based on the five past weeks. Who, who would you pick? Who would you take? Two wide receivers. Two running backs and one tight end. We're not going to do quarterbacks or anything. We'll just do. I would do Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Two running backs and one tight end. What about you, Bortal Combat, while she's thinking? All right. Yeah. I mean, wide receiver wise, I'm definitely going Cooper. And Diggs, uh, actually, I'm pretty sure I had both those receivers last year, and it was pretty much what got me to where I was. Right. Uh, definitely don't want Devontae Adams. I mean, he's been doing great, um, but who knows if he gets suspended for, for pushing over some people. A suspension's you know, coming, man. Specific one. <laughs> yeah. um, assaulting somebody after a game. So, yeah. That was pretty crazy, and I wouldn't be surprised. And that makes me sad because he actually is on one of my other teams, so that's going to hurt a lot. So you got a bye week, and I'm sure his suspensions will be after that. Yeah, two weeks, he's gone. Uh, yeah, but Coop, Dix, Jefferson, easily, those would be top three for me for the wide receivers. Okay. They're so Great reliable. Backs. 
Um, I would go Eckler again. I'm pretty sure someone I had on my team last year. So I love it when they're putting up points the next year. After that, I, like you said earlier, Barkley is looking so good. I would take Barkley. Yeah, I, I think that's who I would go with. I'd, I'd, I'd probably take Barkley and Chubb would be my, my guys to go with, I think. Um, and tight end. And what about you for running back Southern South Fresh? Who are you thinking? Some Something similar? Or? Yeah, I think I would do Barkley for one of them. Okay. Jonathan Taylor, is he in the mix still? It depends on his injury. He might yeah. come back strong, but. And yeah, I mean, finally, really the uh, tight end. Do you guys think? I, I, mean, I mean, there's one that obviously say, stands out. I was out. about to say, can we say after Kelsey? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, after Kelsey. Obviously Kelsey. <laughs> after Kelsey, I think I'm going Mark Andrews. I still think that those two guys are the, t- the best. Yeah, and um, I got Mark Andrews. I think I've been sitting with them. Uh, he's been hurt. It's interesting that we we said Nick Chubb, Saquon, Eckler, but we didn't mention Derrick Henry's number three overall. And then for wide receivers, it's Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson. And then tight ends, it's Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Taysom Hill. So, I mean, and Hawkinson's right there as well. So, But Taysom Hill, he had one big game, so I don't know if that would be a repeat thing. Yeah, I don't know, though. I mean, coming out of last year, I'm pretty sure we're all convinced that Hill was good. There's no doubt about that. So. Oh, he's very good. Very good athlete. I mean, once they start, it just seems like, I don't know why, it takes them a few games to start figuring it out. But once they do. And as they need weapons, he's going to be the guy to go to, I think. Cause absolutely. He can take passes, so. Good pickup on. I think original RBD has him. Yep. All right. Anything else for the podcast? Thanks for joining again for another week. That's everything. Thanks, everybody. Right. And we'll uh, see everybody next week.